0: The breeze was cooling without chilling us. But even with the balcony doors wide open, the air in the apartment seemed inordinately heavy. You see, although we were all there to celebrate with Marie, we also knew that she had beaten Vince for the job. Since university, they had both pursued careers in publishing. Vince initially backpacked through Indonesia and started filing travel reports on Flores, Borneo, Java and Sumatra... For the nascent travel guide industry. His writing was pungent, informative, and free from cant or cliche, and before long he was editing and writing the guides to Oceania and the Pacific. Marie began working as a copy editor in a small publishing collective that was riding the last dying swell of second wave feminism. When the press folded, Vince let her know there was an opening at the company he worked for. She got the job. Good-natured rivalry had defined their professional relationship for the first few months, but none of us were surprised when it became more competitive. Vince was brilliant, sharp, quick-witted, a child of migrant factory workers who wore his entry into the bourgeoisie as both a chip on his shoulder and a badge of honour. He had a wicked temper that made him unpopular with those not seduced by his charm and intellect. He did not hide his contempt for intellectual laziness. When the position in San Francisco came up, he had applied for it, and so had Marie. It was Marie, whose father was a diplomat and who was fluent in three languages, who'd got the job. I don't mind, Vincent barked at me when I'd brought up the subject in the locker room after our fortnightly game of squash. She fucking deserves it. But he had played like a lunatic, the ball rebounding furiously, whipping towards me at such speed that I thought it would slice me. He did mind. He was proud and arrogant and hated being beaten. He minded deeply. So there we all were. Vince barely able to conceal his envy, Marie resenting her feelings of guilt, Madeline attempting to be the appeaser, and the rest of us pretending everything was fine. It was fortunate that Hunda was so excited that night. We could all rejoice in her happiness. The food that Serena had prepared was exquisite fresh seafood from the market, lamb marinated in wine and with a crust of feta and herbs, and alcohol soaked tiramisu for dessert. After the first few bottles were drunk, the initial stiltedness of the evening seemed to vanish. At one point, between the entree and the main course, Vince, Handa, and I were smoking on the balcony looking across into the empty, lit-up offices across the street. Between drawers, he said, ''Well, it isn't quite New York.'' Honda and I looked at him for a moment. Then she replied, ''At least it isn't Beirut.'' ''Or Adelaide,'' I added. It felt good to finally laugh. The smells, the tastes, the music, the clothes, the conversation... I can remember everything about that night, except who suggested the game. I suppose if I were to meet up with any of those old friends, they would probably all guess it had been Vince. I am also tempted to say it was him, but I think that is too easy. Mark would say that I am giving him the benefit of the doubt, that, of course, Vince had planned it all from the beginning, that I was letting my feelings for Vince get in the way. It is true. Back then, I was in love with Vince. Mark was never convinced that it was possible to be in love with two people at the same time. It is. I still claim that truth. Though now I know that such a divided loyalty can never be equal. Vince and I had fallen into an easy camaraderie from the moment we'd met in our first tutorial at uni. By the end of that first week, I was in love. It was adolescent love impossible, destined to be unfulfilled and unconsummated, but university had emancipated me from the evasions and dishonesties of high school, and I made an obsession out of that first liberating rapture. Vince tolerated my puppyish devotion, though he never spoke about it. One night on holiday in Bangkok, we'd got paralytic drunk, and i had given him a blowjob after we'd miraculously managed to find our way back to the hostel. He claimed no memory of it the next morning, but was surly with me the rest of the day.